Transcending the Veil. Hello Nils, welcome back. So let's talk about psychedelics. Yes, let's do this topic. That's exciting. Great. What is your definition of a psychedelic? Let's start there. Right. My definition currently is, or my understanding currently is that what is referred to psychedelics, in other words, is plant medicine. So for one or another word, they're either, for example, can be the so-called magic mushrooms, which we really refer to as psilocybin, the uh, chemical compound that really reacts with uh, your body or your psychic and other substances such as very famous DMT, which is uh, mainly known from the rainforest, the Amazon rainforest tribes that use ayahuasca, um, which in a, in a sense are two chemical compounds that work in your body. But we can get into this later. Um, and other substances as well, like um, poison from a toad or other mushrooms um, in very small doses that produce hallucination and yeah, the state of altered consciousness. So there, there's a very long list actually of plants. So basically they're all plants or animal-based substances or chemicals that has an effect on the human body and are referred to as psychedelics. So now it is actually a very huge field of different psychedelics. One, uh, a few of them are very well known, uh, others are not, but there's actually a very long list of plants that act hallucinogenic. Yeah. And so far you have some experience with what kinds of psychedelics until today i would say i only have had experience with ayahuasca which was my first experience and magic mushroom on two different occasions uh, i think by now i can also state that ayahuasca i understand in the field of psychedelics is a psychedelic not done by many because many people are or seem to be afraid of this because it's a very strong substance uh, and this is actually my entry point into the field of psychedelics for a very good reason why i took this um so yeah it's currently i would say um I'm in the early stage of have, having discovered psychedelics and opening this door to the field of psychedelics, which is very interesting because now I understand what they can do and how you can really work with them and they work with you and you can do all of the inner work and what you can achieve with them. Yeah, let's take a step back because why would you take psychedelics in the first place? What, what moved you to that conclusion that I need to do this? Yeah, so it really is part of my spiritual journey, as I would say it now, is when probably about 10 years ago, when I 
went or started to go on this journey, it all started with the quest to find my purpose in life, to understand what really is my job, what am I meant to do with my life, who am I meant to be, what am I, who am I. And on that journey, I connected with people that obviously were on a similar quest in their life, trying to find their job, trying to live independent of the um, sort of mouse wheel that we're in in, in our day-to-day life, in, in a normal job. And they mentioned that there is this substance called ayahuasca that can really help you understand what your purpose is in life. So this topic was introduced to me as a helper to really understand who you are in life. And this for me resonated straight away. Um, I had the feeling I can achieve this knowledge of understanding myself by myself, uh, probably through meditation and a lot of other inner work. So I thought of taking ayahuasca probably eight years ago and I had a contact and I was actually about to go on a weekend with ayahuasca experience but a day before I had this inner voice I I can manage to do it myself I can do it through meditation and other types of inner work energy work I sort of had the feeling that right ayahuasca will work but it feels like why do I need to take this drastic step of sort of the proverbial thing of jumping off a cliff in order to get my answers because I can do it myself so why do I need to do this drastic step and I decided not to do this weekend and let's say continue my journey in the quest to to find answers to my life purpose and Only recently, within the last year, the topic of ayahuasca came back into my consciousness through inner questions, but then also through very interesting synchronicities in my life where people popped into my life or events popped into my life with this topic of ayahuasca. And at that point, it really resonated with me because after probably 10 years now on this journey. I also got a bit frustrated because I still wasn't quite there to understand what my purpose is. And I really had the strong feeling that, okay, now is the time to take ayahuasca to really understand my life purpose. So that that are the circumstances why I got to the point of actually taking ayahuasca. But before going into this experience, I think I want to mention really sort of the broader aspect of what I consume in my life. Because from the outset, from looking at the outside, from a third person perspective onto my life, I think it is very strange that I actually took it because I don't take substances at all. When, when we start out by describing what I, for example, how I eat, I would refer to myself as a very conscious eating person. I, from a child, I've only eaten organic food and I carried this throughout my entire life. I, I'm not a vegan per se, 
I have vegan tendencies, I would say, but I'm not strict at all. I'm flexible. I I don't eat pork, but I eat beef sometimes. Um, for about six years, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Uh, not because of bad experiences. It's For me, it was at university I, I drank, um, as you do in the UK quite a lot. Um, but I felt like it, it is not something that helped me. And I don't like the social implications that you see in society with alcohol. So I, I just decided not to drink anymore. Um, I was never a heavy drinker at all, but um, I decided this is not, I don't want to continue this. So now, obviously, I, I'm flexible. So when, when I eat a certain type of food and there's a certain wine that goes well with it, I, I drink a glass of wine. So you can probably count it on one hand how much glasses of wine I drink in one year. Um, but generally not much. Um, and the same coincidentally applies to coffee. I, I stopped drinking coffee a few years ago. And I'm more awake in the morning and a day with, without coffee. It's very interesting. Um, because I, I was drinking a lot of coffee, probably half a liter a day, but not anymore. I don't need it anymore. Um, but I can drink coffee when it is sort of a celebration. It is, it is a really nice celebration to drink coffee once in a while, a nice cup of coffee. Same applies to sugar. Um, don't, don't really eat sugar. Um, but once in a while I do eat a chocolate, uh, just as a very nice taste. So this is my approach to food. Um, so I'd say I'm, I'm conscious about eating, healthy, healthy eating. And that goes over, I also already mentioned uh, alcohol, but any other substances I've, I never smoked. I probably smoked one cigarette in my life. Uh, and also during university time, I may have smoked a tiny bit of, of a joint. That probably really was my only experience with substance at all. Um, I can only say it was very nice listening to Pink Floyd after that joint. But um, I also felt it is it is not a s substance for me. Um, I had red eyes the next day and didn't feel that well. So I, I, I never was really open to substances, to what we would refer to as drugs. So that is not a topic I, I've dealt with ever in my life, really. Um, and now I understand that there are psychedelics, which are not drugs, but actually plant medicine. Um, and I've opened that door through ayahuasca. And it's a very interesting door I've opened because it is actual, as I understand now, medicine that you can use in order to work with yourself, to do inner work. I, I would say you can compare it probably the type of work that you do with a therapist or psychologist, but you can do it yourself and achieve a lot of inner work in a very short time. And when you now sort of converse with the community of people that take ayahuasca or generally psychedelics, um, you really get the understanding that it is also used as medicine and started to be used at hospitals to treat certain patients with depression. So there is an actual, let's say, medical field of application as well. But obviously, we are generally still talking about an area of plant medicine that is in the Western world, a legal gray zone, if not even illegal. So I think we need to make this very clear that we're now talking about 
a field that is illegal when taking those substances. Yet, we also need to mention that tribes in this world are very used to taking these substances and through those tribes these substances are introduced into the western world and there are people that really promote them because people now understand that they're really helpful if you do them in a consentful way and even at medical institutes they well really since um, last century right probably 50 70 years ago they try to start experimenting with those uh, substances in the in the field of um, intelligent agencies uh, to really use these expanded states of consciousness to gain knowledge and insight into the enemy um, so it is a gray legal gray area but a very interesting area that is available for our humanity um, for the people that know it I want to dive into why you think it is illegal what's your thoughts on that? I don't have a clear statement for myself I it feels like it falls into the category that the big pharma industry has recognized how how good this plant medicine works, how well it works, how accessible it is, how cheap it is, and you can cure mental states very quickly with this medicine. And that obviously goes against any capitalistic approach of selling medicine. So I think it is a huge th threat for the medical industry um, if it is widely available for everyone because you can cure so many things with it. I think that that is probably the biggest part. Uh, but I think there's a second part is that people are afraid of it. Because I think a human generally sticks to what a human is comfortable with. And this, it is a huge step taking psychedelics because you really face your inner demons you face your inner self you really you need to be capable of asking some uncomfortable questions for yourself and if you're that type of person that medicine is right for you if you're afraid of really going deep then it's probably not right for you and you probably st should stick to a psychologist seeing them to do sort of the soft approaches i would say now mm. um but for people that really want to work on their own transcendence or their own inner development, personal development, it is right for you. Um, but it's not something that you can propose to someone to do. I think it is a feeling that really comes from your inside to you, you get the feeling when it is the right time. So there's an inner calling and probably I would now say also that due to multidimensionality even the plants or the spirit of that plant at some point in time may start to speak to you and introduce itself to you into life and that is when you know it's time that the plant wants to talk to you do the work with you and you are in the right state of mind to take this plant medicine 
Do you think some of the hesitance of taking this 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 plant medicine in general? Do you think that is um, because of the fear? What does this lead to? So, for instance, if you take ayahuasca, and then perhaps the general notion is that as soon as you take that, as soon as you start taking what is termed drugs or uh, not really realizing what it is, but taking drugs is just one step from going in a bad direction. Like a, I know that ayahuasca cannot be taken recreationally because that's not the kind of medicine it is, but people might think that taking something that gives you hallucinogens or hallucinations will um, will start you on a really, really bad path in life. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think there's still a bit of the topic in this world that this topic needs to be cleared up what it actually is. Because there's, I think, a bit of misconception still in this world because we, we have a word called drug. And I think people that have absolutely no idea think those are drugs. But then what is very interesting recently, as I already mentioned, right, there are hospitals or medical institutes that start to use those substances as in a in a frame called microdosing, so very small um, amounts. Um, but I think the what we also observe is recently is there are a lot of documentaries now available, such as on Netflix or in other formats, that really educate humanity about what are psychedelics, i.e. what are plant medicines, what they're capable of doing. So I think we we're now in a brink of humanity understanding at least our generations now, because obviously there was a huge generation in the 60s that are probably referred to as the hippie movement, where it is associated with psychedelics a bit. So I think there was this knowledge already in this world. But then due to a lot of media attention, it got a very bad connotation. And this connotation lives on in our current generation, I think. And now we are in a re-education due to, as aforementioned um, documentaries, that we now again start to understand what they actually are. Um, so I think this fear of these psychedelics is fading away and we introduce an into society again the helpfulness of these plant medicines. So I think we are on the brink of changing that right now. Mm. Do you want to share some experiences you had on on ayahuasca? Yeah, certainly. Um, <clears throat> so I think the, the first statement really needs to be is um, just to sum it up again, why I took ayahuasca. So due to synchronicities, it came back to, into my life and I really had the intention to discover what is my life's purpose. That was really the intention. I think that's also worth mentioning, as you already said, it is not recreational drug or recreational substance. It is really a substance to do inner work. And you really need an intention to do this. It's similar, you can compare it to when you do shamanic work, i.e. shamanic work without substances, like the drumming and going, um, go on a shamanic journey, 
you, it only works when you have an intention, then you can achieve this type of work. And this is, sim I would say, similar to plant medicine. If you approach it with an intention, you want to achieve a certain type of inner work, then it works with you. Then the plant medicine works with you and gives you the answers. And this was really my intention. That It, it was a week-long experience. It was not just one, one ceremony, but it was a were three consecutive ceremony and now I believe this really was the right approach to do it so the intention was set I want to know what my life purpose is we started out uh, the first evening doing let's say a, a small we, we refer to it as a tea so we only drank a small very small amount of that sacred uh, tea and so you, you understood the, the medicine is saying hello to you. You really through DMT. And this is also something I was introduced uh, probably five years ago through books that when you try to understand what the pineal gland is and the third eye, that there's actually a lot of medical research about this, also in ancient history, but also now recently. And we start to understand that there is a chemical substance that really opens the ability of that third eye to see in front of your third eye, which is DMT, which is, an well, DMT stands for a long chemical name, which I currently cannot uh, pronounce. Um, it is a substance we create ourselves. You can create it through breath work, but there are substances that, such as ayahuasca that really... Uh, you, help you take in that DMT and opening the third eye. So I, I knew about this sort of scientific approach and now I did this uh, sacred medicine and it really opens your inner eye, introduces it to yourself. Well, that is how it worked with me. It showed me the spirit said hello to me and you understand it is actually a spirit talking to you. That plant spirit is talking to you. Um, and it showed me a bit what is possible and it felt very nice. But I also had the feeling, right, I expected a bit more because I didn't have any answers. I had some very nice visuals and I, I can say after this first experience, you know, there are psychedelic drawings in this world and you always think, okay, there are these colorful psychedelic drawings and you think, okay, it is those hippies from the 60s that did those drawings and mm. they're a bit weird and wacky and... But once you've taken ayahuasca or probably any other psychedelic um, substance, you understand those drawings. It's the first time where I thought, right, those drawings are not the things I have seen in my closed, or when I have my eyes closed or even open. Uh, because what, what you need to mention is you, you see in the front of your third eye when you have your eyes closed, but also it is possible when you have your eyes open and you see things such as patterns in this world and things that you see start to change. Um, you can see music and so on. So it's very, very nice. Um, but that experience is so different for every single person. And it's a funny state is for a person that has not had this experience will not understand what you're talking about. And this is a common knowledge within the circle of friends or people that have taken substances and once you have this experience you look at each other right now you know and only you know i cannot explain to you what i've seen but you understand 
that I've experienced something which is different to your experience. But there's this sort of, it comes closer between the people that have taken these um, plant medicines to understand, right, yeah, now you know what you've experienced, but other people, you, you cannot explain it. Because the problem is what you experience is, it goes beyond your six senses. Um, you get insights and you sometimes get into the state of where you just know the answer. It's sort of like a sixth sense. You see things such as you see music all of a sudden. You see the combination between various senses from feeling, hearing, touch and so on. You get the understanding of multidimensionality. And this is really something I discovered during my second ceremony is when we took more because I had the feeling after the first one right the medicine, the spirit said hello to me, it showed me what is possible. Now I'm really ready. I'm ready to submit to, the, to this medicine. And this is also very interesting. When you are taking this medicine, is you, ha you can have the inner feeling of, oh, I'm not quite ready, I'm fighting this. And if you're getting into this state, it is not, an, not a pleasant experience. But when you're into the state of mind, right, I'm, I'm submitting to this medicine now and let the medicine work with me, then it is a very pleasant experience. Because then you, you're submitting to whatever the plant wants to show you. So I had the feeling of I'm ready for this and I took more the second um, time. And that was a very, very deep experience. I can only refer to it as probably one of the most beautiful and deepest experiences I've ever had. It was so deep that at one point it was even very scary. I was in a frightening state. But now looking back, I understood why I needed to go through this. Because through, it is not a constant experience. And an ayahuasca experience is probably about I'll roughly say five to six hours, I would say, in a ballpark of that, maybe. It all depends on the person and on the body, how you consume it, how much you take and so on. But this is a ballpark, so it's a very long experience. And you go through different stages. It is a nice state, um, seeing patterns, understanding things, getting answers. It is a frightening stage. Then it dies off again and you get information download. This was very interesting for me, which is a bit comparable to what we know in society as people that can do channelings, where they get information from, let's say, other dimensions or entities. And this is something I experienced on ayahuasca as well, where I really got an information download about a topic that I had a question about. And during that time of download, I didn't understand all of the information that was downloaded to me. But after that weekend, I was listening to some interesting music that remind me of this weekend. And I was able to tap into this download and understand more details of information that were given to me. And I really needed to stop the car, take notes again, because that is very interesting. This ayahuasca experience is so 
out of this world and not comparable to dreams or any kind of other sort of inner visualizations um, that you cannot remember much because it is not comparable to anything that your mind usually does. So you really need to journal afterwards, write down what you can remember and then you can look into it and then you can remember, right, I really understood this life purpose which I wrote down and now I can look back at my notes and say, yes, I know my life purpose now. So that in the in the that was my first experience, and I can say yes, I, I felt like <clears throat> these three days I've managed to do so much inner work that people can maybe achieve in a lifetime through either meditation or other types of Buddhist work. Um, people need to find their own way, but with this plant medicine. I was able to do it in three days and I'm so thankful to have done it um, and it is something maybe the question arises now right would you recommend it to anyone else <laughs> and I think I answered uh, in parts already this this question which I now phrase myself is you will discover it yourself I think every person will come to a stage or not where you have the inner feeling it is the right time to take the substance. I want to dive into the set and setting of it. How important is that for you? Yeah, thank thank you for answer <laughs> for asking that question. Um, I would say this is the most important part. Um, it is when first of all I think we need to describe what is set and setting. So it is really, the words are used in order to describe the, let's say, surrounding geographical, sociological framework in which you're going to take the plant medicine. So to have a safe space where you feel safe, where you feel comfortable um, geographically and within that community of people. And I was well you can say either lucky or probably was right for me it it was I, I arrived in a space where I felt safe it were really nice people and this is important because then you can let go of your fears and you can get into the state of saying right this is a place I'm safe whatever happens happens I'm ready for this I can submit myself only to this medicine and let medicine do with me whatever it wants to do and i think what what you need to explain as well as in in these it it's often done in a group and i would only recommend doing it in a group where you have people that are there to help you that don't take the substance or maybe only in a very very small doses so they're fully aware of what's going on um, that that help you and guide you through it and it is a bit like other energy type of workings where you tap into a field and opening a sacred space where things are now going to happen. And this is done with ayahuasca as well, where you open the space. Um, you have guidance, you can do it through music. Everyone does it differently, but music certainly helps. <clears throat> so yeah, bottom line is set and setting is the most important bit. And this is really 
what needs to resonate with you. If 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 you have a feeling that this is the right setting, then it's the right time to do it. If you feel it is is not the right setting, there are people involved that you don't feel comfortable with, then you should never do it, because then you probably will have a very unpleasant experience. And then what what about the mindset? So what mindset should you come into this kind of practice or this kind of work? Yeah, for me, the the mindset really is that you need to be capable of asking yourself some uncomfortable question. You need to want to be in this space of doing inner work. And that is the, the baseline for it. Yeah. I have taken ayahuasca as well, and that was more than a decade ago. And for me, it's always taken in a group setting and always in a very safe space. And like you, for me, it started with a quest for finding myself, finding my purpose. And I went to South America to uh, get it the the most uh well the the closest to <clears throat> the original place where it's brewed the setting i the the setting of the the ceremony i had there uh was in a beautiful beautiful place very luxurious out in the country out in in the mountains not by a traditional shaman like we probably know uh, stories from Peru where it's it's very um, common or people go there to to have ayahuasca but it was it was not there it, it, this was more a, a western shaman facilitator and I ex- experienced there both the community of people that were on the same path as myself trying to find themselves and also people that were brave enough to ask those questions like like you said those uncomfortable questions yes yeah and facing whatever we perceive as demons or dark side which i believe is just a mindset uh so going into that setting Uh, and that with that mindset, it created a lot of beautiful experiences for me. And me back then being very analytical, it took me some ceremonies to actually break through to have that very visual um, experience that I was looking for. So for me, although I could see that the participants uh, around me were rolling around on the floor and using their buckets because it's it's something that can upset your stomach probably will and people were throwing up in their buckets and I was just sitting there watching the others and as this was my first experience I was first thought that came through my mind was okay I've come to a retreat far away from my own country I paid a lot of money to get there It's a real nice place, and I'm surrounded by actors. And I, because I couldn't feel anything, and I had just as much ayahuasca as the others, and I was looking around, and eventually, 
I fell asleep. I fell asleep with all the people around me making all sorts of noises. I fell asleep. And when I woke up again, I remember this was done inside in a building out in the mountains at night. And when I opened my eyes, I was still in in that building and I was I was watching the stars. And I was I didn't re- really realize until the next morning when we did a sharing round that I was looking through the roof and could see the stars, but I didn't realize it until I thought about it the next day. Yeah, I just want to mention it sounds probably so strange to anyone who hasn't done it, but I can totally relate to that description because I had a similar experience. First of all, I want to mention I obviously heard about people that had experiences on ayahuasca and what they were able to see with their open eyes and it wasn't that for me because I'm also very analytical minded and I think that will help me back in a few cents but on the second or third day I I was not um, purging or puking nothing came out so the medicine stayed within me um, but at one point I was sitting on the toilet and all of a sudden I could see through the closed door of the toilet. Once my mind realized, oh, bloody hell, I can do this. Now I want to see, right, who, who's sitting next to me on the <laughs> left side on, on that toilet? And, and once my mind jumped in and I wanted to use this now, this ability to see through, through a wall, it, I, I couldn't see through the wall anymore. That was very interesting, that, that kind of this, right, when, when you want to be in charge, it's not working. But if you submit to it, it shows you things. And yes, you can see through walls. It's, so yeah, but I think this is, this is a very weird experience that can only be understood by people who've done it. Because yes, it is actually possible. Yeah. But yeah, please continue. What is your... Like people listening to this might think, well, you are making it all up. It's pure imagination and you've taken this, um, you've taken this plant medicine or drug that might think that is, and you're just imagining things. Isn't it just a um, very, people might think it's, it's what's the right word to use? It's not a, an approach they would pick, but it's a pure imagination. What do yeah, you think about that? Absolutely. I, I fully understand this because I believe that people that are not not open to plant medicine and now listening to these weird descriptions, they probably get the notions right. This person who's talking now and describing this, the people with that white jacket needs to take them and take care of him because that is just mental what he's talking about yes I, I to a certain extent i can agree or understand if people would think that way because i was probably in that state as well because i'm so analytical so mind dominant that i was never able to understand these types of experience because obviously i've heard about them but if you're open to listening to people that have had these experiences they're all described the same 
So what what I'm first I only want to state this is possible because due to all the people having similar experiences it must be possible. Um but I think what I also now start to understand is that within that community of people that experience with it and also related to a medical field and with a medical interest to try to understand it it is a field that we are tr still trying to look for words and trying to understand what actually is happening um, so there are some words that are popping up that are used to describe this experience but I still I would say for us in the western world still something yeah, so outrageous that it is tricky to describe when we're still looking for explanation. Um, so it is tricky to use words to describe it. But it's interesting then when you talk to tribes, it is so common. Mm. So it is, I think it is outrageous for our Western mind, which is very formed due to our upbringing and society and expectation and teachings that are available in the western world that we're just not opening enough open enough towards this different state of consciousness so that is i think a bit of the problem um you obviously have the question of right there are crazy people in this world that we in the western world refer to as crazy people um i think we don't need to confuse ayahuasca or psychedelic experience with crazy people is something different um, yet there is an overlap as well, which I think we need to be careful about. Um, yet from a, it is interesting how crazy people get described in tribes because they have a different approach to this. Um, and we also start to describe certain areas of crazy people differently. Um, but it is not an area that I'm currently comfortable diving into because I'm, I essentially don't have experience with this. I only know these topics are out there, but, um, the psychedelic experience is something special and worth exploring. Uh, but there is actually one topic I'd like to talk about, which is the time after taking ayahuasca, which in the community is referred to as the integration. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is actually probably the most important bit about taking ayahuasca is the time afterwards, the time of integration. Hmm. Tell more about that. What really struck me and resonated with me on that ayahuasca weekend, the person who was leading this ceremony um, obviously did, did a few closing words in our sharing and he said, right, there are people that take ayahuasca once and there are people that always take ayahuasca. And he conveyed the notion that people that continue taking ayahuasca are most likely the people that not manage to integrate their learning from ayahuasca in their daily life. So essentially it is pointless for those people that don't integrate their experience. And that resonated with me so much where I thought, yeah, it is so right. And it is you do a lot of inner work during this ayahuasca experience and you get a lot of insights but afterwards it is upon you and upon you only 
to integrate your learning into your daily life and this is tricky it can be a bit referred to when you do work with a psychologist like um, a, um, a or a personal trainer or whatever sorry I, I don't have the right name in my word uh, in my head right now but if you if you work on these kind of psychology topics with yourself you get insight and understand how your mind works but then you need to apply it as well and this is the analogy i wanted to do with ayahuasca is the learning you need to apply it to your life you may need to change certain behaviors because now you understand certain things about your life and about life generally now you need to act on it and need to do it if you manage to do it ayahuasca is pleasant for you if you don't then it is money wasted <laughs> time wasted and it is maybe a nice experience but if you don't manage to integrate it is pointless because then you that would mean that you're not actually submitting to actually doing your work yeah how would you for instance from coming from a very analytical mindset how would you integrate such an experience that is basically so much different than the ordinary life that you have been leading how do you or did you have any trust uh, challenges like is can i trust this information i'm getting how would people be able to discern that this is information coming from spirit from the plant medicine from the universe compared to what your logical mind would have said how do you trust it for the integration part i mean yeah i think the only concept that helps with understanding is that if you at least i'm currently in the state where i say right we we are really when we talk about ourselves we talk about this mind body spirit connection where we are physical body we we are our mind which is referred well, linked to our brain probably but we are also spirit and when we talk about our organs our heart is you know this energy force that pumps blood around but in a sense is a zero point energy device which not fully understood how it works um, but it seems to be the portal to different dimensions and this is something it works in a way that when something resonates with you you feel it in your heart so there needs to be a connection to other dimensions to a truth that you can tap into to understand what is true and what not and this is the feeling that carries with you when you have these experiences where you sometimes you get insight into knowledge and you have a feeling this is right this is true um, the tricky part is to because i already said that the ayahuasca experience you cannot remember that much because it is so out of this world to carry it into this reality and this is where journaling helps and you need to tap into right when i experienced this insight i had this feeling of resonance if you can tap into it then you can link into that knowledge again and feel it in this reality and then you can implement it i think that is how i would describe it how it can work but yeah you for some or another reason you have this ability that things resonate with you and you just know things are correct or not are mm. true and not and this is really what you need to trust i think this yeah it, it it really is this mind body spirit connection that we need to understand and with this concept 
you can also understand yes you can gain knowledge and an understanding and believe that things or not only believe but know that things are true and that's the funny thing that is really my experience right i've experienced things where now i actually due to that experience know certain things i just know them and i know they are right mm. so for people that have had such an experience as you described there have taken ayahuasca coming back home would you in terms of integration how much would you reveal to your closest friends well first of all you you mentioned after ayahuasca coming home because first of all it implies that you do ayahuasca somewhere else which i think we we really need to underline yeah you need to do it in a sacred space uh, in a sacred setting or safe setting and space Uh, so you do it obviously since it is a gray area in in the western world you, there are places available once the connections opens to you <laughs> um so there is a time you come home afterwards um and i at this point would advise not to go home straight away after weekend but actually to take a further few days for yourself and this is extremely important probably spend it in nature or with people that have done this experience that you can talk to but don't talk to people that have not had this experience because they just don't understand what you're talking about um, because afterwards you are also in a very interesting state of being you at least when I describe my my state <clears throat> afterwards I was I was feeling for first time absolutely centered i was centered with myself because i knew my purpose i was centered within my human body um and i can only describe it in a way i i just felt lo the love in that circle between the human people there between the humans it was a very pleasant experience it didn't matter who the people are where they were coming from Because obviously you have naturally the notion of you relate to certain people more than to others. But after that experience, everyone connected to everyone. And that was a very human and a very beautiful experience. Um, and having such a beautiful experience is something that you need to cope with, which is, even though beautiful, it is tricky for you to cope with because that is not something you experience in our normal life because our normal life is so violent unfair uh, people are in so many different states of minds um, but this is not present this drastic life we live in our daily world is not available in these sacred spaces they are very beautiful and very human very humbling so you need to really take time for yourself to understand what just happened Um, digest that beautiful experience and once you've done that you can go back into normal society um, so it is really to protect yourself because if you if you come back into society with this absolutely centered beautiful state of mind you cannot relate to other people that are not in this beautiful state of mind because they're so racing around in their daily lives and get distracted and whatever 
uh, there are people that can carry it through and sometimes you meet people in your life where you think oh bloody hell I love this person because he's just living his life and he knows what his life is but you don't need meet many people like this um, but this is the state of mind you acquire after ayahuasca and that's why you need to take time for yourself to understand this and then they can slowly submit to the daily life again and then talk to people that don't have had this experience mm. so time afterwards is crucial mm. but also the other question right now you've done it would you do it again uh, I would say right now I don't have the calling I don't have the feeling I need to do it again I only now know that this is a plant medicine available for me when I have a huge topic I need to work on I may take it again to do a certain type of work but right now I can state I don't have a topic that that requires this approach um, I would only do it in such a safe setting again I'd never do it alone because you really need to have that setting which is the most important part is only available in those groups that know what it is uh, and you need to mention that these groups that they're always led by a person who's facilitating that um, opening that space and so on and they are all taught by indigenous people and that is the important part you really need to find someone that really has been taught by indigenous people and knows how to deal with it tap into this energy that is created in that community in that space and really guide this entire community throughout that experience that's the most crucial and important part if you don't get that you won't have such a nice experience and the insights i think this anything else you want to add no i, I just got to the point where i think i think we have covered all of the important parts um, important parts are understanding yourself when you're ready understanding that you're you're wanting to do this inner work we covered setting set and setting which is a very crucial part and we covered the integration part afterwards under which circumstances you would do them how to how plant medicine is to be understood what it is i think we covered all of it i think i'm happy with the points we've covered yeah thanks for sharing yeah thank you for asking those questions welcome